this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Daredevil. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. It's been five seasons of television, four different after shows, three years of waiting. The Defenders is here. We're going to break it down. Episodes one and two today on After Buzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that theme! Welcome back, got back, guys, to AfterBuzz TV, or welcome the first time. However many times you've joined us, we're here to talk about def- the Defenders on the Defenders AfterBuzz TV After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. I couldn't be more excited to be breaking <laughs> this down today. Uh, we're gonna. Oh, that's so I'm so excited. It's been a long I'm time. So yeah. Uh, Just- and, we have assembled... Oh, wait, that's a different team. We've gotten a group of people together uh, from all corners of the city. We're in LA. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, yeah. I have a great team here to break down the Defenders with me. I'm going to introduce them to you off top, and then we're going to get into episodes one and two, the H word, and I forgot to write down the episode title of episode two. Uh, Amy. Yes. Hi everyone, I'm Amy Cassandra. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Cassandra underscore TV. I it's hard to recognize me if you've seen me here before, but I'm dressed as Jessica Jones. So it's me, guys. It's she, me. She dresses <laughs> Jessica Jones. I decided yeah. to do my for the first episode, I'm dressed as Iron Homeless Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a good look. If you watch the BHL Iron match. Fist show, you recognize this outfit. <laughs> or I was running around the studios barefoot. That's not I a joke. I need to find have, that. Yeah, find I'm going to have to catch up on yeah. that. Uh, Nate that. Miller is joining us. What's going on, everybody? Nate Miller here. You can find me on all social media at Dog Like Nate. And I am Candace Cruz, and you can find me on all my social media at Candace R. Cruz. All right, guys. We're going to jump in. Yeah, I decided to go Iron Fist for the first episode because we started with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, before we dive in, uh, just to get to know you guys uh, a little better... Do you have like a favorite Marvel character, whether it's from the Netflix shows, any of the movies? Someone, some, who's your favorite person? See, this is pick such, your babies. It's so hard. Such a loaded Very question. Tough. It depends on the day, maybe, yes. and what you've just seen. Because right now, I'm like, I'm feeling Jessica, but Peter Parker mm-hmm. has always felt like always had a special part in in my heart. So I don't know. That is a very tough question. That is a great question, though. <laughs> but maybe um, a mixture of both of them. 
today. All right. right now, the second. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is one of the worst questions that you can <laughs> ask a person. Um, but I mean, I, I hate to sound so cliche, but it's got to be Wolverine. Is my right. is my you know I'm an ex baby, so there you uh, go. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with that. Yeah, definitely Wolverine. I'm with you, but I'm Jessica Jones all the way. I love me Jessica Jones. I is love wonderful. me a female badass. I'm sorry, yeah. I have to. She has like as much of a soft spot in my heart that you can have for such a badass that's got such snarky remarks. I just love her. She's fantastic. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Jay Snowden in the chat uh, says, obviously Daredevil. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, like, if you guys have, if any of you have watched Marvel movie news, you know, mm. you've heard me yell this enough times. I'm a big Ant-Man and the Wasp fan. Mm. Like, OG Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, went back in, like, the in the original iterations, like, I'm a big fan of like what they did as a mm-hmm. as a team, yeah. mm-hmm. Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Uh, but in terms of Netflix and like TV lore, I think Jessica Jones was my favorite show. Yeah. Uh, it's the oh, one yes. that like oh, yeah. I love Daredevil. Yeah. I love yeah. like what Matt Murdock has done. Uh, but Jessica Jones is just like there's something special about mm-hmm. that show. Uh, the chat's got all their opinions. There's at least one Wolverine in there. Ooh. Somebody says Jean Grey. Portia with Ant-Man. Nice. Okay. Respect. Spider-Man! All right, let's dive into the Defenders, because we've got to, like, these first two episodes were almost like a tease. Yeah. It's like, look at all these people, look at them getting together. We're not going to get them together quite yet until the end of episode two, but catching up with everyone felt great. What did you guys think about, especially in episode one, just, like, these... It was, episode one was sort of like a hey here's where everybody is yeah it felt like almost like uh when you get uh a crossover series mm-hmm. in comic books you often get a lot of like little tie-ins in the main series that like leads up to it and it, that's what these episodes felt like we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Hmm. Because even like Candace and I were talking about the color palettes oh. are very different oh. for each character, oh, but also Speaking. even just the way that they're shot. Mm-hmm. I really feel like they took the same production teams for the shows, at least for the first episode. I'm not sure about the second, where when you see the vignettes for each character, they're all shot very differently. They're all colored very differently. They got different music. Mm-hmm. They all feel like they're from the series mm-hmm. individually. You got very the sense, yeah. yeah. You got yeah. the yeah. sense that they like the the showrunners here very much went in and were like, mm-hmm. okay, so. People that made Luke Cage. What makes Luke Cage feel like Luke Cage? Right. It's the yellow right. tone to how everything is oh shot. It's the hip hop music in the background. Yeah. The very much like seventies feel. Like when he's coming yes. back into the city, those quick shots of the buildings. Yeah. It all feels the, very specific to that series. Watching the camera angles, like especially, like it reminded me of how good visually Daredevil was because the way they pull all these different angles with all the Daredevil scenes is like so impressive. My favorite shot with him was actually the shot that it started crooked and then they end up flipping it upside down with the um, ambulance coming down the street and yeah. then end up shooting onto him. It was oh. the most beautiful shot. I like just stopped and had to revel on that shot. Yeah. But what I liked about it a lot too with the first episode is that you have to keep in mind Marvel is such like an iconic like 
group of people that follow all of these characters, mm-hmm. but you also have a lot of people that are coming in that are new to Marvel because of Netflix introducing them. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're pulling, they did a great job of pulling also from, if you were a Jessica Jones fan, you remembered the show, you felt it, Trish. and if you were, yeah. you know, yeah. a Daredevil or whatever show you brought you into the Defenders, I think they did a great job also accommodating to all of those people yeah. as well. Well, see, and it, yeah. well, and also with the coloring, you know, color correction, we talked about this, it's just beautiful. You could, you could tell who was going to be on the scene mm-hmm. next just based off of the color, which is so cool because you don't you don't think about that. And, you know, watching Jessica Jones um, just all the way or uh, Luke Cage, you know that it's going to be Luke Cage the mm-hmm. entire time. So it was a little bit of a surprise yeah. along the way. But I'm also thinking, like, great job, editors, because it's one thing to color correct everything, <laughs> just one color, but to have to intercut in a way to have four di- different temperature mm-hmm. balances yeah. that you have to keep consistent yeah but and it works and it doesn't feel jarring to the eye at all no. yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a credit to the uh, the cinematographer for the series that, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I would think was headed up by Matthew Lord or Lloyd I'm sorry but these first two episodes were also directed by S.J. Clark who directed episodes of Jessica Jones mm-hmm. so like there's very much like they're they're keeping this to the family the showrunners were mm-hmm. from Daredevil season two uh, this yeah. is all like it's they're getting the pieces together not mm-hmm. Just the actors, like right. it's the people that did all of these series before. It's the same sh- uh, director of photography as Daredevil um, season also, one. If I can, I would also like to point out the uh, the transitions between the characters. I thought were really uh, creative in the way that they did it. Like, yeah, the one that stood out for me most was Luke Cage, where like they would show like a subway train come through or mm. subway sounds. Yeah. That's Anthony, like, our uh, our engineer. Oh yeah, hi everybody. My <laughs> 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 name is Anthony. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much that's great about this, uh, the, the, the way they brought them all together. Yeah. But let, let's get into the stories that, as they as they brought them in. Because uh, let's start let's start uh, with Iron Fist, because that's who opened up the, mm. the series. Um, it's nice to see that he's improved his fighting abilities. <laughs> Sorry, yes. throwing a little shade there, but... It's earned. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, but uh, what do you guys think about choosing this as the introduction? This like guy fighting as we come to find out, Electra in mm-hmm. the sewers. It was all right. Um, so well, is that wait? Is that what was happening? Electra was fighting the guy, and then they got there. I wasn't sure. I, I, thought, I thought she was. I thought it was. It was her the whole time? No, I thought Electra came like later, and it was. Um, like his friend that was fighting the guy that Colleen? ended up getting stabbed. Yeah, I thought it was Colleen I fighting. Thought it was Electra. That would that makes more sense to me. That makes yeah, co- that makes more sense yeah. to me. Because all in shadow. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, when I re- went back and rewatched it, it's uh, that I makes a lot more. It sense. didn't connect with me the first time. I was just like, who's this mysterious figure? And then right. when, as soon as they revealed Electra, like, oh, yeah. of course it would be. Of course that was Electra. Well, um, see, or the or Black Sky, I guess. I don't know if we can mm-hmm. even call her Electra yeah. anymore. Yeah, the thing about. I mean, there's been a lot of feedback about how they all were put together. So how the Defenders, you know, at the end of season, uh, episode two, they finally start meeting each other. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good that we're we're starting off slowly and getting them there because you don't want to rush it. So I feel like starting off with Iron Fist, who, I mean, he's 
He's awesome, but he's not my favorite. I mean, hi, Jessica Jones. Um, <laughs> but it's it's good to start off like that. You don't want to hit the ground running right away, and you want to get us warmed up to seeing mm-hmm. everyone again. And I think yeah. Iron Fist is a good way to do so. Yeah, I mean, look, Iron Fist, like, n- no one's going to be uh, shy or in the wrong mind. They have a lot of heavy lifting to get people back on his side yeah. after yeah. the series, which was flawed in a, in in a, in, a, in a several ways. Um, I'm not going to get into that here. <laughs> but, like, but... It's just, it wasn't what people were expecting to see. And so mm-hmm. they have to, like, kind of re-engineer. But, like, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, um, especially when they start to get more into with him and Colleen. I think it's also good that they put, mm. they that him, he and Colleen have stuck together. Yeah, yeah definitely. We're not separating them. Because mm-hmm. um, their dynamic is fun. Because, like, I could watch her do anything, really. She's She was the highlight of that show. Yeah. Um, but them coming back into, like... I like that they had to travel around the world. They're like, you have to go home, Iron Fist. All the world's problems are in New York. It's like, that's the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That's Marvel Universe. Pretty much. Everything wrong with the world is Is in in New York. York. Aliens coming to Earth? Where do they land? New New York. York. (laughs) (laughs) At least they're not coming to LA, guys. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we're relatively safe. We're fairly safe. We just got the earthquakes and stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the earthquake at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I just wanted them to call up. Agents of Shield, like I'm like we have a person for earthquakes, but <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's a whole uh, universe crossing uh, problem. Um, but I like that we. So anyway, the, with Iron Fist, let, let's let's ju- we all want to talk about it. Let's talk about Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to you, Danny Rand. Whatever. <laughs> um, all right, wait. The jacket has to come off. Sorry. So it Jessica's is getting hot over here. Jessica's getting hot. I'm still wearing the gray scarf, which is actually a t-shirt, um, and then the white shirt. Thank you, Jessica, for the inspiration. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's the perfect way to to pick up on her, like the fact that she Ooh. took the success at the end of Jessica Jones season mm. one to not be. It wasn't. It wasn't a full success to her. Right. It was it was a failure in in real in a real like or not a failure. It was just like but it doesn't make her feel any better. No. And I think that's very real and very true to uh her character. What did you guys think of, of her and then her interplay with Trish? I love that dynamic between yeah. the two of them. They're great. It's like the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I think Jessica does need to have Trish there. Because if not, I mean, Jessica would just kind of stay in the room and just kind of drink herself into a stupor, which is what she's doing at the very beginning. Yep. So, um, I don't know. I love their dynamic and, and the level-headedness of Trish that mm-hmm. kind of counteracts and, you know, pushes Jessica in the direction that she always needs to. And then she takes yeah. it off on her own. Jessica yeah. does take off on her own oh, at yeah. that point. Oh, I think yeah. Trish just needs to kind of... Well, Trish is... Trish shouldn't be... Um, what's the word? Well, Trish is really strong. Like, she yes. shouldn't... What, there is a word for that? I'm trying to figure out what the Pushy? word is. No, that people don't consider her to be super amazing. Not underrated. But sure, underrated. Like, yeah. she's not under... She hot, underappreciated. Well, underappreciated. There we go. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Um, but yeah, because she's amazing and she's she's there. I mean, she's fought alongside Jessica. She's mm-hmm. not. I don't know. 
she's she's awesome. not weak. She's not weak. Mm-mm. And I love the first thing that we saw them in um, with the car getting towed, and then Jessica pulls it up. I'm like, God, don't we all just need Jessica around at all times? <laughs> yeah, Save me a lot of money. Just break the yeah. law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long yeah. as we and don't have to do it. Intimidate uh, government <laughs> officials. Into I mean, I guess yeah. people know yeah. who she is now. That's yeah. the interesting mm-hmm. thing is that her name is out there, so they may even see her and be like. Oh, it's a super person. We're not going to... I don't want to mess with that. Probably. And look, Trish hasn't gone to hell yet, so she doesn't have any powers. Uh, We'll get there. Spoilers. Oh. I'm personally very much excited to see Hellcat. Oh, yeah. I think that's coming for you on on TV. Woo, Trish. Someday. Um, But uh, I, I think what Jessica goes through in these episodes... I. It tracks so well for her as a person. Let's just go through the entire her arc in these two episodes, right up until she meets Matt Murdock, uh, which I love because that. Yeah. it's it, she. It's her taking a case. It it could have been the first season of Jessica Jones season two mm-hmm. easily. That's the thing. It mm-hmm. all connects. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want to take a case. One falls in her lap, and it's like, I don't want to. You shouldn't take this case. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, her she can't do something, and she will do it. As most of us maybe can relate to. Yes. Did anyone else think... I know it wasn't, obviously, by the, by episode two we know this, but did anyone else think it was Trish on the line? No. No. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe it no. was... Like the wife or something, and she was trying to reverse psychology her. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's pretty clever." I, then yeah, I thought all I thought it was Trish being like, I "Don't mean, take the case," because she knew that that's what would push her. But how would she know about the case? Because Trish knows all. I think that's wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, a little wishful thinking. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, it's, it's still, it, it it got us going mm-hmm. as she searches for John Raymond. It kind of felt um, like that, though. Like, uh, we know that the character is not going to want to do this, but we need her to do this mm-hmm. so that we can get her to join up with the rest of the characters. Let's just have this guy call her and tell her not mm-hmm. to. Because it's like, why is he, as we find out later, involved in some way in that situation he's in? Why is he calling Jessica Jones to say, don't follow me or don't investigate me? He obviously hasn't seems, done his research. Yeah, it just yeah. seems yeah. really... Uh, Too opportune. Do sex. <laughs> oh, you thought it was like, just like, it was a little forced? Yeah, in my opinion. It, it just, it like, especially with it not being Trish or like a character that we know knows about that situation or it doesn't stand only to lose by... I think it, I think it tracks because it's him trying to protect his family and he like knows that his family mm. went to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like Caesar, and she does still. It, so it's by kind not of, getting yeah. involved, okay. She does okay. still have the alias sign in her window. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he just like he he saw them go, and he's like, don't 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 follow me. Uh, he's he's that far ahead, and he seems like he's a smart guy. He he's just like yeah. he's gotten wrapped up. I, like so, he's an architect. Mm-hmm. So I have to. So I'm imagining that he. It, they needed an architect to figure out how they were digging into the megaton hole from Daredevil mm-hmm. season two, mm-hmm. uh, or, he, or he built them something. Yeah, or to help them. Yeah, or exactly. Like yeah. Um, I mean, he he gets his hand on hands on explosives. He's working for the hand in some way. It's just mm-hmm. a question yes. of how, right? Um, and that's when so Jessica starts digging and she starts going into the the like the files and the archives. Of, uh, um, 
it all again. It all just felt like Jessica Jones. Shots that so part beautiful. was. Yes. Cool. Uh, I went so in love. and did my own uh, PI work though, and I oh. like looked through uh, all of the uh, names of the companies that she was pulling up. Uh, I there's only one Easter egg in them that I could figure out. Uh, but it's the twin. It starts with Twin Oaks Shipping in 1998, and then it goes back to Sherwin Holdings in like the 40s, and then Wu Tend Enterprises in like the 20s, then Fulcia Industries. Um, but the one that stood out was uh, the second to last one before, like, because when it was handwritten, you couldn't, I couldn't make out what the right. answers were. But Yoshioka uh, was the last company, that and that's Nobu's last name. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, from Daredevil. So somehow, mm. like that, so it all connects back to Nobu and the hand via that. And it's a small little thing, and like it's like, oh my god, they're involved with Nobu? <laughs> it's not shocking. No. Uh, but that he might be even more immortal than we know. Yeah, that might give us some more insight. Or that his, at least his family has been involved this long. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool little, like, hidden piece in there. Um, what did you guys think of, of Hogarth showing up at Jessica's doorstep? I missed her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. It was just kind of random for me, to be honest with you. Like, I know they have to reintroduce her, but it was just like she randomly shows up. I know she's keeping tabs on Jessica, but it was kind of like, oh, yeah, she's back. It wasn't anything exciting or, yeah. I don't know. It was a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I think the question becomes, why was she there and I'll pose it to you guys in the chat. Like, why was she there if, uh, if like, is Hogarth, is, is, like, is her company basically trying to keep tabs on, like, the, like we want all the uh, superhero representation in our firm. I mean, she'd be smart to do that. Because yeah. they're already represent because, like, they're connected to Jessica Jones. Foggy, on behalf of them, mm-hmm. is, is representing Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um... They rep. They have Danny Rand mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. The only one, and they don't know who Matt Murdock is. Yeah. Uh, other, they know who Bell's a lawyer. They don't know that he's Daredevil. Right. Okay. I was going to say. Wait a second. <laughs> they don't. They don't know he, who he really is. Right. What that makes me question, uh, seeing Hogarth, is uh, like, what are her t- inten- intentions, and like, pretty much, what what does she have at stake if Jessica keeps digging? That's what. That's I mean, true. That's I mean, what like, I thought. Like, I feel like the implication is that she's involved with the hand in some way, and if yeah. maybe not her, mm. then the firm is. Maybe she may not even know it. Um, but just like how Trish got pressure from upstairs to stop talking about the earthquake, mm. yeah. the hand's influence is very deep. Yeah. So if they can send a phone call immediately to get people to stop talking about the earthquake on the radio, you know, who knows what type of law implications they have so they, she may have hey, ho, someone may have said to Hogarth hey go put some pressure on Jessica or something because she knows that there's already some type of a history there so mm. pretty much it, it, like also leads me to believe like who's who does the hand have in their back pocket already you know? yeah who the can hand, they trust yeah. Yeah. like wait wait, wait it's like the hand has their hand in everything oh going to be that it kind is, of show, it, is it? It yep. is. Is it? it? I'm right it there is. with you. I'm all I like about it. I was waiting. I was waiting. It. But, uh... <laughs> Here we go. you got to give them time to queue it up. <laughs> Sorry. They they might just come at random times. Just wink before so he knows. You can't, you can't queue up genius. <laughs> I'll work on my winking, too. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think 
well, we can all agree, Hogarth is not one to be trusted. No. I don't um, know. I disagree. I like no. Hogarth. I trust I, I her. I think so. You I trust think that's, her. I think... She cut the the wire thing in uh, Jessica Jones with Kilgrave. She, Jessica couldn't, like, hit the button thing. Oh, I'm not saying she's perfect, but, like, ultimately, like, as we've seen her in, Mm -hmm. like, through the end of Jessica Jones, and then, uh, like, her with Danny in Iron Fist. I don't know. I I think she's ultimately on the side of good. Her intentions are there. That's what I think. But it's her perception of what to do about said intentions that are probably a little twisted. And also, you're dealing with Jessica Jones, so I can also kind of agree with that, is that you have to fight fire with fire, so you kind of have to have a little bite to you, but she's not my favorite character by any means, but I I think her intentions are okay. Right. We need to keep an eye on her. Amy's going to be keeping an eye on Hogarth as we go She's forward. She's watching Jessica. I'm watching her. That's right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of people who can't mm-hmm. be trusted, and let's go. We'll go mm-hmm. back to just because I want to talk about it. Uh, we'll go back to Luke Cage and we'll go back to Matt. But people who can't be trusted. Let's talk about Alexandra, Ooh. aka Sigourney Weaver, mm. who ever She's since so that was good. announced, that was like one of the craziest casting choices. Not in like a how could they do that in like a you got Sigourney Weaver right? to be on The Defenders? I'm so torn, though, because she's so great. I mean, already so far. But, I mean, I guess we have to see more of the history that they're laying out for mm-hmm. the this canon. But it's like, should she be white? Well, we don't know who she is yet. Right, I know. That's um, why I'm reserving. Mm. But, like, all of a sudden now, when... Or, actually... You know what? Never mind. Is what I was, <laughs> I was gonna start talking about a different episode, so I'm gonna wait for the next time. Mm. Yeah, you forgot wait to hit that. stop on Netflix. Uh-huh. I saw it's just it's just in like the first few minutes of the third one, but we'll yeah. talk about it. When we it's get hard. There. Autoplay is really teasing when you have to be like, it is. no, I can't watch three and four yet. We have to do an after right. show. And it's just like, are you sure? Because it's coming up right now. Here it is. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, no stop. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but so, what do you? But what do you guys think? Like, so we we know that she's sick, mm-hmm. seemingly with I guess cancer. It's, it's, he said like um, all your organs are failing. So yeah. I mean, she's got weeks it to could, months. Yeah, could have been mis- metastasized. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could be cancer. It could be an autoimmune like thing when when, yeah. when your organs are shutting down and mm-hmm. something bigger. When you're really, 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 really old, and you're not supposed to live that long. Mm-hmm. That they see, they very well, much keeps, are like. I mean, I, she made it, the reference first. It was subtle, and yeah. then it was she's. It's she's like that was one of my. She's thoughts like trying to too. rub it in people's faces. Like I'm really old. That like, was really one of my old. thoughts too when she was talking about the music. That was the first time I pinpointed it. Was when she was talking to um, to the lady about like Beethoven and mm-hmm. all the different artists and why they did it. And I was just like, oh, she sounds like she knew them personally. Yeah, like she yeah. talked to them about it. So I'm like, I wonder how long she's been around. I know. I, interesting. I just, seeing her on screen, on Netflix, just so accessible to us is just amazing. And I, I can't mm. even believe, like, I fangirl every single time she comes on the <laughs> screen. I'm like, ah, it's a gorgeous. Um, So it's very exciting. I'm interested to see where, what she's going to do, because... I'm already on her side. I mean, like, no. Wow, wow that was cool. <laughs> You're on her side. Join the hand. Whoa. I would never. We have Sigourney it's, Weaver. Okay. Sigourney. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I don't know. She doesn't Who do trust. I have to kill? She doesn't trust Hogarth. She trusts the clear oh, villain. Guys. 
I don't know. I feel like a double agent. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say no. She plays evil very well, though. I will say that. Just so beautifully, her I would trust her with Madame Gao. Oh my god. Well, like and the first it was so much we've yeah. seen of Madame Gao already, and for her to be so subservient and like we've never seen oh. Madame Gao like behave like that. Even when she no. was captured, she just didn't care. She's like whatever. When Madame Gao is like captured, she's just like I got this. Not yeah. worried at I'm all. Good. Well, I love the part where Madame Gao is like, "It's a wall," and she's like, "No, it's a freaking door. Open it." Okay. Oh, dang. Well, she makes a good point, though, because, you know, she's right. They would have destroyed it if they wanted to do that. If they wanted to protect it, so they just yeah. built something to protect it. But they wouldn't have protected it if they weren't planning on coming back later. Yeah. So it, could, it can't be yeah. an un- impenetrable wall. There's got to be a way to open it. Oh, yeah. And I think it's pretty, like, her being very clear, like, there w- there's one way to break through I mean, that I am, wall. As soon as she said wall, I was like, okay, they're going to get Iron Fist to break the wall. Because, like... Yeah. Well, it's like they have one thing that they've always uh, they've been stubbornly proud of, and it's the Iron Fist. Exactly. So, the only, basically, the only way to break down that wall is for Danny to punch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially after watching the last series and then talking a lot about how strong the Iron Fist is too. Like it, it yeah. has to be that. Well it's their champion and like all of this I'm trying to figure out um, do, like who she could be if she is somebody from that we would recognize from the comics. Mm. The, uh, the name Alexandra doesn't mean Mm-mm. anything. Like the mm. only Alexandra that I could even find digging through uh, Marvel like history is like a random I- Iron Man villain. Well, I think um, we're gonna get a lot of different hand stuff than what is traditionally canon, just because we're not getting any of the X Men stuff, and a lot of the hand lore is tied to Wolverine, to X Men, to things yeah. of that nature, and it's very, very unlikely we're gonna see a lot of those characters. Question is, uh, could my my the only person I could think of that she might be in the Marvel canon? Uh, and it's really just like it's because we never we never confirmed that Madame Gao was the crane mother. Mm-hmm. It's just been heavily implied. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I'm thinking that that Alexandra is actually the crane mother. Which mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who doesn't uh, isn't familiar with that the the city of Kunlun is one of seven mystical cities, and the crane mother is basically in charge of one of them one of those cities, and they have their own champion. Uh, at one point, it's Davos, who we met in Iron Fist. The symbol that's on, on Madame Gao's drugs is the symbol of the crane. So we know they're from that city. It's just a question of who is Crane Mother, who's running the place. Right. Uh, we've assumed it was Madame Gao up until this point, but Madame Gao is very clearly subservient to Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Could she be the woman? And she does dress in like a sort of... Regal. Eastern style, yeah. but like it, obviously it's very westernized version. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think because it's because it's Gordon Weaver, and you raise that point. Like if she is the crane mother, that is ch- taking an, an Asian like city, right? In essence, although it's a mystical city, so I don't even know where they are. Right, exactly. The and then also too with the implications of her being however old she is, also with her now being you know, scared of this death or whatever that is approaching her with her having to push her plans. You know, we've already had interactions with the hand and knowing that they're not really scared of death. If you look at like Nobu, like, yeah. you know, you, mm. you know, he says He's there cool. is no such thing as mm-hmm. death. So whatever is killing her 
has got to be something serious. Maybe it's a factor of her being so old and living so long or some type of infection or something. But it's got to be something that she can't just come back from because she's clearly worried about it. It's not just yeah. a regular death that they can be like, okay, cool, we'll just bring you back in a few weeks. I wonder if she, like, needs to get home or something. Like, she's been mm. trapped on this plane. Um, That's a good point. The, the Kunlun appears every seven years, but other cities only appear, I think, every 50 um, so it would only be periodically that she would be able to get home. So that maybe my thought of what's behind the wall was that it's a back door to Kunlun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like they're clearly like Kunlun soldiers guarding it um, in that little dojo or uh, sword making shop. Sword shop. Yeah. 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 Sword shop dojo. It's a combination. It it's, a, it's a one stop shop <laughs> for all get your all. fighting. Get needs. your swords. Get your training. Get your, your dojo on. <laughs> That's a commercial for it. At, at New York Joe's Sword Shop. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, let's get Don't back. Don't ask me where that came from. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Uh, well, let's talk about, and then we can use this and go back toward, back into Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that the way that they ended up, like we'd seen in the trailers, that scene between Danny and yeah, almost, Luke, them fighting. Yeah. How, what did you guys <laughs> fighting? What do you guys think about how this all played out uh, in terms of like the first meeting between what, if for comic book readers, is like one of like the oldest like just BFF partnerships? <laughs> yeah, um, I I thought it was it was greatly shot and edited because it's comical to see Danny just punching Luke and just like um and then the background a little bit like behind Luke was a little bit like when Matt hears you know something from afar so it kind of blurred out a little bit and i mean Luke's reactions whenever people try to hurt him are just hilarious because it's like <laughs> what are you doing um so that was great but then once Danny realized wait I've got the iron fist, like, uh. <laughs> Then it was cool because it was a little bit of a throwback to the pilot of Luke Cage when um, the guy tries to hit him and then he breaks his hand. So we mm. see the same shot, but this one actually knocks him out, which is great. But, yeah. I, I thought it was Luke. very comical, to be honest. I yeah. agree with you on that. The whole, like, hitting. I'm like, dude, you're a superhero. Come on. I thought Luke's reactions <laughs> were even better because he was... It, it wasn't just like a oh I'm trying to fight you. He was doing all the flashy. <laughs> Ironically, I think the some of the best fighting moves we've seen from uh, this iteration of Danny Rand. Well, I mean, think about it. He's he's basically punching a dummy because he's just like standing it's there. T- like, it's not like there's not much like interaction choreography yeah. going on there. It's still fun. It's fun to see him like he's like I got all these moves and he he doing all this training. <sighs> But uh, then his one punch sent him flying into yeah. the wall. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll start to lead with that. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe use his powers yeah. for. Well, I don't think it's the kind of thing where you can't like use it. Yeah, because if he hit a regular person like that, their head would. Fly That's the other off. thing. Yeah, yeah, he would murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he'd like be that. whining for like six episodes about how he killed somebody yeah, and feeling like guilty. But what got Luke Cage there? <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it was again such a perfect follow up to what we saw, what we where we left him at the end of Luke Cage season one, uh, him like in prison, but just like he's not even running the place. He's just like whatever. I'm here doing my yeah. time. Clink. 
Oops. Um, These are yours. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was very admirable that he didn't do that earlier. I'm thinking you're actually letting yourself just sit there and, like, <laughs> yeah. you could get out of this place easily, but you're just sitting there and just buying your time. I love Luke. Yeah, he's my second favorite defender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. How do you guys feel about uh, him getting some coffee? <laughs> hey. Hey. Finally got mm-hmm. some coffee. You did get some coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how that was like the first thing out of jail. That's ready awesome. for your coffee. Of course. Now. I'm oh, like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been in jail for how long? Of course, that's going to be the first thing you want. Guys got to do what a guy's got to do. Yeah. And a girl. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I he could have got. He could have talked t- to Misty first. Nah. And got like nah. Lorna on the There's no time for that. No. And Ain't then later on met up. It's just like. But Misty knew. None of the other characters are going to get their introduction immediately right into sex. That's only going to happen with Luke Cage. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining about. Them? I know you're not complaining Hello? about. <laughs> Also, even I'm just from saying, he has feelings too. Okay, Claire, he's not just Rosario a sex Dawson is like right there. Like, hey, you want to go? You want to go get some uh, coffee? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna be like? No, I gotta talk yeah, to this, no, this ex back. that I got no. about like some police stuff. Yeah, no, right. you go get you're coffee. Right. Yeah, and he, he was in jail, so the most aggressive coffee I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. The Jessica Jones yeah. coffee was was pretty aggressive. This was just I like don't a, know. This almost yeah. like, 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 where we go with this? Wasn't there yeah, like the walls were like getting cracked? Well, yeah, it's Jessica it Jones and him. I so mean, so this is a regular. I'm just human saying, being we're right saying now ever. Yeah. Look, night, night Nurse is amazing. She's still human. Didn't yeah. break the table human. though. The table was intact. I know, which is surprising. Come on, like let's be realistic. Break some, break some stuff here. Yeah. So I'm looking for when Luke Cage comes to get coffee. Oh man! Um, anyways, going props on to, to the, the next Foley scene. team for that scene. Also. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be honest though. Like I love Luke and Claire together. Mm. I think they're great. I am still in my heart. I'm still Luke and Jess. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but in any good show, you're never going to have the characters that you want together. Like. Well, automatically, you have to have some like. This is for now. Yeah. Yeah. For but now, it's like, because what ha- we know. But only bad. But that means no something way. bad has to happen to Claire. No. Not necessarily. No. Uh-uh. no. Sometimes relationships <laughs> just don't work out. Well, yeah. When who said they're in a relationship? Oh. oh I'm just saying. Whoa. We went there this morning. This is okay. true, though. It is. It. Well, they at least have some kind of friendship. That's a relationship yeah. in a way. So there. Well, you go. Claire also has a friendship with Matt too. Oh. But she's not getting coffee with Matt. They they also didn't go that far. They kissed mm-hmm. like one time. Yeah. And then she was like, "I'm out. No, you <laughs> I'm gonna go for Luke Cage instead. <laughs> coffee's not dark enough for me." <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Uh, we make it fun here on the Defenders uh, after show. Right. It's good to see quick. Misty again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's uh, one of my yeah. favorite characters, I think. She's just a very strong female cop. Mm. Not nothing very tropey or like, you know, oh, here we go again. She's just very she stands by what she stands by. And I like the way that she is navigating with Luke, especially now that he's like clear and he's like, I'm not I don't I'm not hiding from the cops. I got nothing to hide from, you know, I can do whatever. And she's like, Okay, well I guess I can get you to kinda of help around the neighborhood now because I don't have to worry about like 
before it was like, well, you're kind of a wanted criminal and like I'm a good cop and I don't want to like break the rules even though it's for the good, right reason. Now she doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although she is like telling him to like go get in trouble. <laughs> like, can you right. go like root out some trouble? Like, I know you got. Well, she this. wanted him to like talk to him, but it's like, well, what do you? I mean, yeah. When you say talk, what you know? She talk. want. I think she's in, she's pushing Luke to like open up a new pops where like kids yeah. can go, and, or at like, least just oh, fill that void of like being a father figure around the neighborhood that's yeah. missing. And that's like. That's what Luke Cage, like I think, at 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 the heart of the character is. It's like a symbol for Harlem and a symbol for all these kids that are like, are dealing with these issues and like have lost people. And it's like, no, you can be, be like Luke. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to remember when we're talking about the urban black community, the lack of fathers is a serious issue. So mm-hmm. having a positive male black male figure who treats women with respect, who is you know does respectable things is very important it's very important to have in the neighborhood as an example but it's also really important to have on tv too just seeing luke when he was talking about how he had like three jobs and seeing him sweep and stuff and it's like for one this guy's a superhero for two like you just don't see representations of black men in that way in tv very often so to see it it's great it's just a really great character and that's why later on in episode two when we see him when he before he gets in the fight with Danny because he's trying to, you know, he calls the cops and he says, you know, actually, never mind, I got to do something else because he doesn't want that kid to get arrested because mm-hmm. he knows what's going to happen. That's why I love this character. It's more than just the implications of, all right, we got to stop the bad guys. It's like, well, how's this going to affect the neighborhood? If this kid gets arrested, now this mother who has lost two other kids, the other one's now in jail, mm-hmm. now he's in the system. It's like this whole, like you said, symbol for Harlem. It's like a really, you know, warm thing that he's doing it's just he's just a really cool character yeah yeah um and it's fun to see him um and so okay so we're we're running a little low on time so i want to make sure we get over to matt uh candace got real excited yes i love him (laughs) he's amazing i just i don't know i just uh love this character so much so i'll i'll let you take it from there I uh, no. Did you have a favorite part of like Matt's like story and like where we picked up with him? To be honest, I love the beginning um, where he's working with that boy and his you know his speech to him, kind of going off of what you talked about with Luke Cage. I think again, you don't really see a lot of characters that are going to address you know disabilities or anything of that nature, and him being very open and honest with that boy that was like you know people are going to tell you that you know you just got to get over it you got to move on all this other stuff and it's not going to get any easier it's only going to get harder it's just depending on how you choose to deal with it Mm -hmm. and i think that's very um identifiable with his character you know he's overcome a lot he's daredevil come on but just to see him have that connection i really enjoyed that that quote he said um no one's going to give you your life back you have to take it there you go that's it Yes. yes That's, I mean, that's that's so important. Yeah. yeah, he's speaking from a unique perspective too. Mm-hmm. Where like, if it was any other normal lawyer speaking to the kid, he would not hear it at all. But because mm-hmm. he's blind and and was not born blind, but went through the accident, also he actually can speak from that perspective of like everyone's gonna try to help you. Everyone's gonna say this, gonna say that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's gonna suck. It's gonna get harder, but you you can only rely on yourself. Mm-hmm. He kept it real. 
for sure. Can yeah, be real. I just and I love the the moment like where he's prepping for the case, and it's like a classic like lawyer thing. Like if you watch other, if you watch like Better Call Saul, like the lawyer prepping things, that's it. That could be its own show. Yeah. But then, like, he hears, like, the crime in the background. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's almost tempted, and then he hears the cops, like, take care of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. That was a good I don't have the, yeah. really cool. Daredevil really isn't good. needed. It's almost like Hell's Kitchen has gotten closer back to, like, what it what Hell's Kitchen really is now. Right. Um, like, that was the thing they had to do with, Dare, with Daredevil season one. It's like, Hell's Kitchen is, like, actually, like, a real nice area mm-hmm. in, real, in real New York now. Yeah. It's not a bad place. But they're just like, oh, well, after the Avengers, it it went back to being crime-ridden <laughs> and a bad. But, like, now it's getting cleaned up and it's looking right. more like the real-life Hell's Kitchen and he's not needed anymore. Mm-hmm. His neighborhood, at least, is clean. And then we get the uh, earthquake. Yeah, and then the earthquake, and people are immediately going back to crime. He immediately, in a suit, is just flipping around like and kicking people's butts. Badass. Um, but I think it's uh, that scene also was I think was really cool because it was he wasn't necessarily fighting with the good guys. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. like protecting robbers from. The people who they have been robbed. But he's protecting looters from getting killed. Yes. So. Oh, and that's not yes. wrong. Right. It's, but it's like, which which side was he supposed to be on? Was he right. supposed to stop them? Or right. like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a rough place that he finds himself I mean, in. Yeah. I mean, comic book Daredevil in in full suit would have incapacitated both parties. Yeah. Would have laughed <laughs> at the kids and terrified them into never looting again. He just stands over them. What are you thinking? <laughs> you can't afford that. <laughs> That's a saying. It's his new catchphrase. That's it, you yeah. can't afford that. <laughs> afford that. The story of my life. Um, <laughs> what do you yeah. guys like? Yeah. Speaking of pairing, so because we were talking about like Luke and Claire and all that, Matt and Karen. Mm. No, it was sweet <laughs> no. a while ago, but we no. were both like, eh. no. I like no. it. I, I like it especially because she knows now. About him. I'm all about Daredevil. Aww. I think they make a cute couple. I kind of like that. That's been on the Daredevil after show. It was season one especially. It was like, are you Daredevil or Daredevil? Gotta pick a side. <laughs> but now Daredevil's like way out the yeah. window. Yeah. 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 That's just not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> but I missed, I missed Foggy. Foggy. Um, but it's, and it's cool because Foggy actually ended up taking Matt in a way, to Jessica, and mm-hmm. that's how they get together. Um, because Foggy knows that Matt just doesn't want to do this anymore. He doesn't want to yeah. be Daredevil, do all those things. And he knows that the only way to do so is by giving him, like, busy work, but... I think he thinks that Matt doesn't want to do it anymore. And I think Matt thinks that he doesn't want to do it anymore, but he really does want to yeah. do it. I think they're treating it sort of like an addiction thing. Yeah, um, the way that he's like, he, he's like sort of his sponsor. He's like, I know you're tempted to go back. Yeah. I see that you yeah. slipped, right? But like, it's I'm okay. To it's judge okay you. to slip. I'm yeah. not judging. Like, but, let but me here's help. a way that you can not slip again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, go help somebody who can also do crazy things because that at, won't at all lead to you putting right. your and red the, suit back on. And it's like on. also like with everybody knows who she is now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like of all of the people to take that case, you're trying to avoid. Being a superhero, you're gonna go represent a superhero. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm happy. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Well, I love them meeting. It's like, hi, I'm Matt Murdock. I'm your lawyer. Ah, yes, 
miss you. <laughs> and so that cool. oh, that was such a that was a, that was a moment right out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the first in one of Jessica Jones' first comics. Like I think it's like it's really early on. It's like in the first five issues where she gets like brought in. Mm-hmm. Similar thing where like she wasn't like being arrested. She was just a part of an investigation, and it wasn't Misty Knight. It was like a random cop, but. Uh, She's just there, and then Matt Murdock, he, like, walks in, like, don't say anything. I'm Matthew yeah. Murdock, your attorney. Um, exact so same cool. scenario. I'm sure that it was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you go look at the panels, which I did, it's like, it feels like they just, like, copy and paste it mm-hmm. into their, That's like, perfect. shot list. Um, but it, but it's great because, like, even though in this case she doesn't necessarily know who he is, because in the comics universe, she, like, she and Luke end up being, like, bodyguards for Matt Murdock mm-hmm. at a certain point because they could both ki- like it's like I mean he doesn't like he doesn't need bodyguards but like they're just good to have on hand yeah, yeah. well I love I love watching I mean in previous seasons you know leading up to de- the Defenders um, men and women working together so mm. Matt and Electra working together and Luke and Jessica working together it's just like yeah, I think I that for me that's always been the most like I said at the beginning of the show like my favorite like characters to to read were mm-hmm. Hank and Janet like and not one of them in, either but like the two of them together mm-hmm. like a superhero couple yeah. is like a really cool thing and a really interesting dynamic to to see pushed forward um, and I think that we're getting. Everyone that we're in, every one of them, uh, except Jessica, is uh, like, well, right now, like, yeah. she's just like. I think she's getting there. She's like just, her and Trish, like, she's best just a friends. complex but, like, character. So yeah. she's got, she has a lot of growing to do before she can actually be in a healthy relationship. Yeah. But, it, yeah, but either way, it makes their, it makes everyone's dynamic yeah. push mm-hmm. forward in, a, in a, an interesting way. Um, so, and I'm excited to see what, what happens with. Karen and Matt, and like, and then obviously that's what happens when we finally get a team together, which we're finally getting closer to because Danny and Luke are together, and now Matt and Jessica are together. Now we just got to get those all two to like meet four. up, hopefully soon, because then they could all kick butt together uh, and go fight Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I love her so much. <laughs> I am so excited. Um, so. Are there any other moments that you guys just like that stood out that you loved from these episodes? Um, before we get into some predictions, because we haven't been predicting at all uh, through the whole show. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, is there are there any moments? Because it, it, it's tough to, in two episodes in one hour to just talk about everything mm-hmm. and chat. Let us know if there's any favorite moments that you had. Uh, and thank you to everyone who is joining us live. Um, any favorite parts of these two episodes? Uh, I really liked Matt's scene in the confessional with the mm. with the with the priest. Yes, yeah. and, and, and him talking about that. Electra and yeah. like mm-hmm. him and being I, pulled and back just towards like, her. Can I just, uh, can I just be frank? Can we can we just you know can we talk about the real issue here? I just I just love the dynamic between them, and mm. I think you tweeted it about how you like seeing uh, his Catholic. Uh, confliction and stuff that he deals with and it's such I a I mean I do I don't remember tweeting that recently <laughs> but somebody did somebody did and it reminded me of that like it's very core to the Daredevil character and they have portrayed it like just perfectly I think between him being a lawyer which is already morally conflicting enough and then also being a vigilante and being stuck in the middle like he just plays it so well 
Jarvis Brown says, Turk. <laughs> Because Turk showing up. Turk has to show up. He's our standard villain. Our standard, not villain, but he's our standard, like, crook. Yeah. Just doing exactly what he does in the comics. Just there to be, like, beat up. Yeah. For being involved in crimes. Oh, yeah, and Stick. Cam Boyd. Yeah, Stick. I forgot about Stick. Yeah. Okay, oh, um, Alexandra putting a, like, paper bag over his head. Even though he's blind. Yeah, I, mm. well, it still it would cover his hearing too. Yeah, I, I mean, almost, for, I almost got, skipped over that a, moment. It's a so short. It was so short. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny because it's like, ooh, but look, he's now not, he can't see. What do you know? Some he's like, it's the same thing with Matt. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't just. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't. They've I don't. I feel like it's like a that they know. I think they know who they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, they know he's blind, but yeah. I. I don't know. I feel like with because he's they've got like heightened hearing too and other senses, yeah. so those are all being dampened by the bag. It, but it's just it, they could have put like bag. headphones on him. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe I don't know because it's it's silly, and so maybe that's why Alexander did it too because she's the boss. Um, I don't know. But that it could also have been uh, maybe they just a lackey who like it was just like yeah. they put a bag on his head to like put a bag because like that standard procedure. Yeah, and everyone may not know that stick is blind. It may not be like I think if you look at him, you could probably tell. Because of his eyes. I mean, yeah. Maybe Until could... he whoops your ass, and then you're like, "Are you blind?" This is crazy. How yeah. did you do that? <laughs> yeah, that was just weird. Yeah. I hate you for pointing that out. I'm going to be welcome. thinking about that forever. <laughs> That's what I'm here um, for. He's blind back. Yeah. Um, so other, some other moments. Um, uh, N in the chat says, Jessica Jones and Missy Knight scenes were great. Uh, that was great to see mm. them together and, like, the play there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's always interesting to see, especially with Missy Knight, to, like, see, like, how the dynamics are going to play out, like, I want to get Misty, looking at Misty and I'm like Misty Knight's awesome there's no way that she and Danny are going to get together yeah <laughs> which is a pairing in the comics no oh. like they're in a long term nope. relationship in the books but I'm like That's these weird. two char- yeah. versions of the characters nope. no nope don't see it no yeah I don't know if she's going to team up with Colleen either no. I don't know that I could actually see again like I could see the four of them forming heroes for hire like absolutely, I think that we're. I, that was my prediction from Luke Cage. Is that like that? Like Pop's Barbershop is just going to become the Heroes for Hire like offices, with the four of them hanging out. With Colleen, Danny, Misty, and Luke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heroes for Hire on the on the old Pop's sign. Um, anyway, um, did you? So other moments. Um, if you don't, we can uh, we can just move right into some. Predictions. Yeah, let's do it. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, all right. So there's, I mean, there's so many things going on. Uh, what are you guys thinking as we move forward? Uh, what do you think we're gonna see? And we haven't seen them. No spoilers. Please, something no. with Alexandra. <laughs> Definitely gonna happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think, think it's so a solid too. prediction. Yeah. yeah. I, she is not good. I know that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think her role is 
like the biggest out of all of them because she's up here and like handling handling everything. Hey. <laughs> um, so I. <laughs> no, 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 you're done. I'm not with cool that one. No, no, that that was just low effort. No, handling is not a. I wasn't even trying. See, it just came to me. It really did. That handling one. Uh, but yeah, there's something going on there, and I think we're definitely gonna see all of them come together in this episode, episode three yes. coming up. Um, and I think that the sassiness between Jessica and like Luke. Against, like, not against, but, like, with Danny, it's going to be really fun to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I have trying a really, to think of everyone else. I have, like, an old favorite prediction that I'm still holding on to, even though it's so insane, but I want to get to you guys first, and then I'm going to throw it out. Um, I think we've kind of covered a lot of them throughout the whole show. So my only thing is, like, I'm just excited to go and, like, watch episode three to actually see how all four of them to come together mm-hmm. and like seeing that dynamic because I've watched enough of the trailers from them all four together that I'm just excited to see yeah. how it ends up coming. Yeah. yeah. Nate, any last predictions? Yeah. I mean, not predictions. I'm just excited. Cool. I'm excited yeah. for the Punisher cameo too. Hopefully that's sooner rather than later. There is a trailer that just came out with the series yesterday, which we can talk about. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in the last in our finale episode. Yeah. Um, all right. Big prediction that you've heard me say before if you listen to other after shows that's absolutely bonkers, and uh, <laughs> I still stand by it. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was at the bottom of... Now I'm adding to it. Sigourney Weaver was what was at the bottom of that giant hole, and secretly, she's Fin Fang Foom. The giant dragon. Creature. I hate you. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is Fin Fang Foom. I want my thirty seconds back. <laughs> you heard it here first, and also on other podcasts because I have stood by this ridiculous. If that's theory. true, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. If they go that direction, <laughs> that'd be um, fun to see. All right, guys. Well. Uh, we are going to go into the other room right now. We're going to go watch episodes three and four. <gasps> so if you so jo- if you jo- are joining us live, uh, go watch three and four. And we're going to be right back in the studio afterwards to talk about those two episodes. I'm real excited. Uh, and then uh, we're also going to be back tomorrow in the studio at 6 p.m. to talk about episodes uh, 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. And then at 10 p.m. to talk about episodes 7 and 8. We're binging it this yes. weekend. Woo! It's an after show binge a thon. That's how we um, So you can get the whole series as quick as possible. Thank you to those of you who are joining us. Seriously. Uh, we love it. Go on to, even though the show's going to wrap up quickly, make sure you go on to iTunes, mm-hmm. hit us with a review and a rating, let us know what you thought of it. That It helps people, other people find the show. Um, it helps iTunes know that they should put us like high up there. I know some of my other, some of the other like Netflix after shows have been like high up there. I want this one to be the biggest one because it's the craziest one with all four heroes. So go on there, let us know what you think and be sure to tweet us your theories as you go. No spoilers until we're done with the series. Um, but so I'm Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Amy, where can everyone find you? <laughs> that yes. was amazing. That was so uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Cassandra underscore TV. I'm not going to spell all that, but also <laughs> AmyCassandra.com. 
Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Instagram at DogLikeNate. That's dog with two Gs. And I'm Candice Cruising. You can find me on all my social media at Candice R. Cruz. All right, guys. This has been the Defenders After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 